I say I'm an investigator, but I feel like I should be like working for the FBI or something like that. Inspector Andre. What up, peeps? This is Alyssa, and I'm here with my co-host and faux little bro, Andre. And welcome to another episode of Teachers Like Us. Yeah! This is going to be, like, less happy as time goes on because it's like a regular thing now. Before it was like, we do one episode, we'll be back in May. <laughs> you know what? It is, I feel like these ap- episodes, these episodes um, will continue to be happy because we actually get to do them in person and, like, ah, that's true. you know, like, the vibes are there. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> it's my saying of all like since like 2020 and now i've adopted it <laughs> <laughs> and so anytime someone looks nice or remotely even special looking like if you look a little bit different from your everyday you get, yep Ooh, baddie <laughs> that's, and that's for anything you could come with like just your shoes just clip clop a little bit different one day <laughs> Where are you going? Ooh, Maddie. <laughs> um, I'd like to take a moment to uh, shout out my outfit of the day. Uh, even though you can't see it, but my shoes match my sweater. It's it's a lot of bright over here. It's, I'm it's giving rainbow. It, <laughs> that's right. It's giving rainbow. It's giving good vibes and good energy. Um, holler, hear me. Um, <laughs> I guess we can do like a mental health check in. How are you? How are things going with you? Uh, you know what? I'm actually doing all right. I. I feel like I'm neither excessively happy nor excessively sad. <laughs> and so I feel like that for me is like a really good place to be. Like I'm not experiencing any extreme emotions. Mm. Um, I'm, I will say that I'm feeling not under the weather, but just like a little bit okay. like that, just like the way that sounds and how uncomfortable it makes you. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but other than that, you know, things are good. It's nice to be here. Um, Again, we're coming off of two snow days, report card writing day. And so we haven't had any consistency in our routine yet. Um, but all things considered, I'm doing well. What about you? I'm doing good, actually. I, I feel like I'll never say that I'm doing bad. I think I can always find some sort of like joy or happiness somewhere in my life. So I, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, I, I was just telling Alyssa before we uh, hit record that I just signed up my oldest for um, school. So that's awkward. Um, for those of you that have been listening to the podcast, when we started this, um, my oldest was uh, like a year and two months, something like that, a year and three months when we started it. What? Really? Because mm-hmm. we started, what, January 2020 or something like that? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so she's like a year and like three, four months. And now she's going off to school just Kindergarten. Now. So that's a, it's a little bit weird doing all the like paperwork and signing up i was like oh i'm gonna have to leave you in the hands of these teachers (laughs) so i guess the question is how are you feeling about a now like because here's the difference right when you drop your kid off at daycare you have chosen the daycare Mm -hmm. provider um you have like a very close relationship with kind of that practitioner Mm -hmm. what is now like how are you feeling now knowing that you have no say we're dropping this kid off in kindergarten and whoever the kindergarten teacher happens to be is now going to be her teacher. It is uh, very awkward. And probably number one reason why it's so awkward is because again, like you mentioned when, and it's funny enough when I was uh, signing up, 
um, for registration, they had a, like a section saying like, hey, has your kid been in care before? And they asked you like to list like reasons why you chose the place that, they, that your kid attended. And the number one reason why I chose um, where she goes for uh, daycare is because of the comfort that I had when I walked in. So I had an idea of who the teachers were even if I haven't met them before, I actually knew who the director was, which was a shock for me when I walked in. So then I was like, oh, this is something else. It's going to be another trusted adult and not just like buzzword trusted adult, like somebody I actually know and yeah. trust. Um, and I also know like even now while while she's in daycare, she's having a problem with a stu with another student and she's having a problem with another teacher. Um, they do really well as at switching you and getting you to the teacher that is going to provide you the best care that you need. So sometimes um, when she was really young, she really connected with the teacher that was in the toddler room. So even though she was young, she would go into the toddler room a lot of the time or go into the preschool room a lot of the time just because the, those are the teachers that she was comfortable with and the kids. Because if you haven't seen my kid in real life, she's a, she's a big kid for her age. <laughs> She walks around. She's only three. She looks like she's 17. It's, it's weird. Pop it. <laughs> <laughs> right? So um, that's where she was comfortable and the kids that she was comfortable playing with, too. So now to send her to somebody where, again, I'm not going to know you really until um, maybe parent-teacher interview day mm. for the first time that I actually, like, see your face. And so that's going to be awkward. And, I, and I'm going to judge you just by looking at you. Yeah. And the things that you have to say to me about my child after knowing them for only a month, I'm going to judge you heavy. But now you're also not only a parent, but now you are an extended colleague of this person. Yeah. Um, and this is, I guess, one of our first topics for today. I'm just going to like throw yeah, it out it. there because um, during the break or when we came back from the break and we had those two weeks online, mm -hmm. it was very apparent all of a sudden that like I was now mom and teacher mm. um, or teacher colleague, I should say to my kids teachers, because I was, we were physically or not physically, but virtually in each other's presence. Right. Yeah. So I was seeing them, they were seeing me, they know I'm a teacher, um, which I swore I wouldn't say like anything, but I realized my email signature has it in. Oh. <laughs> um, so again, the first time I emailed, they were like, Oh, there goes your mom. And they asked questions too, right? Like, what do your parents do? My mm. mom's a teacher. Um, so again, I've met all these teachers. Uh, funny enough, I know Sister Bear's teacher okay. um, because uh, Sister Bear's teacher's son was in Brother Bear's class when they were in their uh, Montessori school. Okay. So I knew her, which was nice. I, you know, could message her and be like, hey, you know, just keep, keep a lookout and, you know, that <laughs> sort of thing. Um, Brother Bear's teacher is very, okay. I don't know how to put this in a way that doesn't sound rude because I don't mean it in a rude way, but a very uh, traditional teacher. Okay. So like very by the book, there are very distinct like rules and routines and yeah. structure. And funny enough for him, best Works. thing that could have happened for him. Um, and so that's why I mean, like, I don't mean it in a bad way because oftentimes when we're like, ah, you teach like in an old school kind of way, mm -hmm. often we're being like, it's, it's a negative thing. But for him, especially like, she like takes no nonsense and he's a kid that will push buttons if he can. <laughs> so it's funny that we're like, yo, do you act like this at school? He's like, I would never. Yeah. And we're like, oh, okay. So um, that works. And then we have uh, baby bears teachers. Mm -hmm. um, so again, 
they've got in the kindergarten classroom, they have a teacher and they have uh, an educational assistant. Yeah. So both of them work together um, and have done a really good job, you know, with baby bear. He's rambunctious. He has. (laughs) 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 But they actually introduced a unit during virtual school that I was like, Oh yeah. I saw you bring that up too. Yeah. Right. Because this is the moment that I realized, Oh shoot. Who am I in this given situation? Mm. I don't agree with the lesson. Do I not agree with it from a teacher perspective? Do I not agree with it from a mom perspective or is it a both thing? And then how do I broach that topic with now my peers? Because Mm. they're very like strict guidelines for how we can approach other teachers from a teacher perspective. Yeah. Like there's union rules that govern all of that stuff. Um, but then as a parent, I'm like, well, but I have to say something like this is my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, no shade to uh, baby bears teachers or anything like that. If you listen, hi. Um, <laughs> but this is something that a lot of kind of kindergarten and grade one, one like K, K to two, I think is kind of that realm for this community helpers unit in Ontario, in the Ontario curriculum uh-huh. for social studies. And so the community helpers unit is talking about people in the community that help keep us safe Safe. or do other things like just help us. So, you know, there's talk of nurses and firefighters and teachers are included. Um, Sanitation workers, like there is a bunch, but of course there is obviously the police, which is a very like contentious um, and not contentious topic, but like a contentious field for like, people who are black, right? Like there's no secret that our relationship with the police differs than our non-black counterparts. And so when baby bear was learning about it in class, of course I'm hearing about it because they're doing it virtually. And there's so much talk about like uh, police keep us safe and take away bad guys. And Mm -hmm. I heard like, you know, and if you do something wrong, like it was just very like good versus evil. And like police are only here to help. And they like, it didn't really give, it didn't leave any room for nuance. And I understand that they're kindergartners, but like in that respect, like I, I had to reach out to baby bears teachers and I'm like, look, I get it. I get the unit. I'm not trying to like crap all over what you're doing. I go, but my son's relationship with the police is going to be markedly different than that of his non-black peers. For sure. And so you have to leave room for like, what does a community helper do? Like, we don't have to be like, police do this, firefighters do this. Like, what is the goal of community helpers? How can we best serve our community? Mm-hmm. What are ways that we keep each other safe? What are resources? Like, there are so many other ways to broach this unit than like talking about like, what are things that police need to keep the community safe and have kids be like, ah, guns. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Like, yeah. there's no critical thinking involved in that for our kindergartners. And even though they're young, they need to have a place to start grappling with some of these complex topics in ways that are age appropriate. And I think that's, it might be difficult for a teacher to do because again, when we talk about like scaffolding and building on things, they're trying to do the, especially down at the kindergarten level with the 30 something students that you have, you're trying to get out just Take this information. Yeah, it's true. Whether you whether you actually retain it or not, mm-hmm. at least I said it so that that grade one teacher, that grade two teacher can build on it. So for them, it might be an easier conversation to be like, hey, just know that police are good people and nurses are good people and this person is good and, and bad people are bad people. 
in but the who community. Are bad that and that's the difficult part to to kind of navigate and that might never come up for a teacher unless a student actually actually ask mm-hmm. and says like hey um because you could again you could end up with in a situation where you're having that lesson and saying like you know um even if we take it off police like nurses yeah. are really good people and then somebody could say well you know my mom's a nurse but she left me with my grandma and i don't see her so is she actually good like mm-hmm. if that question comes up it's true. how do you now navigate that yeah i think the focus of the unit needs to be less away from like the again, job description i guess or I mean, the job itself this good versus bad thing i mm. really even as a mom i really try and stay away from like good boy, good girl, or mm. good person, good, like, you know what I mean? Like, um, because then it gives them this inherent belief that, like, these things that they do make them either a good person or a bad person, and that there's no overcoming that. When, again, like, I've said the word nuance a lot, but there's a lot of nuance to that. There's a lot of, like, okay, so let's let's take this, like, really interesting example. So when I was, I want to say, maybe six or eight like I was in that like Ooh, early rock. back in 1914 going okay <laughs> we went to the mall my mom went to the mall. Mm. and I was like looking at we went to the Disney store so we were looking at all okay. these buttons and I put the button on to show my mom and then we were doing a million things we walked out of the store I had the button on so I <laughs> exactly I stole <laughs> the button but I didn't mean to steal the button so I was like mom we have to go back I was like, we have to go back I have to take this button back um But there was like, if I had quote unquote stolen, right? Like the idea of stealing, whether or not you meant it or not, Mm because we have things like, if we like advance this, we have things like manslaughter, right? You didn't mean to, it just inadvertently happened that you killed the person, right? Um, So like, if I inadvertently stole this thing, if we kind of applied this logic of like, there is only binaries of good and evil, good and bad, Mm -hmm. then like, I am now a bad person if I stole this thing. And like my... You know, like my whole being becomes about being this bad person. And if we kind of segue that into like how students develop as adolescents, we see it in our school right now, right? Mm. We have students. And if we talk about like one of the students that we're dealing with in particular has been very much labeled a bad person. And yeah. so this student feeds into that, like very much is like everything kind of rotates around like this image yeah, you're like, expecting I'm, me to be bad, yeah. so okay, let me be bad. I'm already bad. I'm a bad person. Yeah. And again, there, I I know that this whole episode, just call it nuance, okay? Like, <laughs> because I feel like with this kid in particular, we're missing all of those little things. And that's the bell. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep going, though, but... <laughs> before we didn't have midway bells now we have midway bells through lunch so <laughs> i'm gonna get used to that little <laughs> uh, before we used to just have one long lunch and then it would ring at the end so now you're getting like this halfway our kids are switching but in any case um with this student um instances that this student has had and i'm trying really hard not to identify said student like even with like gender or anything oh yeah for uh, sure so, like, with this particular student, they, um, there have been instances where this student has, like, been handsy, let's say, and not in a sexual way, um, but has, has been handsy, okay? Um, and using, like, physical aggression to solve issues. Mm-hmm. And while I don't agree that 
physical violence is the answer. Physical aggression is the answer. We never really, and by we, I mean like as a larger population of like educators in this building, never took into account some of the reasons that these things happened, right? Some of the ways this kid was literally set up, like, yeah. like coerced and like, like they kept feeding into it. Like, ah, oh, you got to do something like, or instances where the student felt like they were doing the right thing, right? Like in standing up for, for students sure. who had been, um, like violated in yeah. very harmful ways. And so in those instances, how then do we navigate this good versus bad? And like, you are a good student, you are a bad student um, or person. When we start from so early mm. with this narrative that there are only two types of people in the world and you fall into one of two camps. Yeah, and it's not its not even just that. It's like, okay, if we're going, say we stick to this, um, this model of we're going to establish what's good, we're going to establish what's bad. We never, you in that, gray area that nuance you never talk about the the transition how someone could be good and i don't know decisions that they make the end up up being a bad person even though they're still sitting in this position so i'm a police officer and i've now you know committed some crimes that i haven't been caught for not necessarily the good um version of the badge that i'm supposed to represent i'm i'm the the backside of the badge the things that people don't see and don't talk about right and that's the same thing for not just this student but students in general we don't talk about that transition of okay maybe now you've come into the school with your um with your record <laughs> your student record some of them are large exactly um you come in with your student record of all the things that you have um done wrong or sought help for or you have super low grades and stuff like that now we have to get to a place where we're actually talking about, okay, what are the switches that we make? How are we going to um, support you as you are transitioning into a new person? Mm -hmm. And I find a lot of that happens even like right now, cause we're sitting in January and about to start uh, term two in a couple of weeks. So that means um, kids are go about to get their report cards. When they see that term one mark in math, how do I turn that around? How do I turn that, I don't know, that 55 into a 75 or something like that, Yeah. right? And so it's a, it's a weird place to navigate because, again, you're in a space where if you're talking about math, it's this is the right answer. You need to figure out a way to get to the right answer. But not many teachers will spend time in saying, like, hey, look at all of the paths that you can take to get to this answer. Yeah, that's There's only really one way to do it, and this is how I'm going to teach you, and you have to follow it. Yeah, I agree. I think as I'm backtracking again, because when you were like, um, there is like, what happens? What about that transition? Like you mm. could be a good person and turn to a bad person, bad person turn into a good person. But what if you are just a person who makes choices? Sure. Right. And so You're not good or bad. Yeah. Like or... how, how then do you like, this is the thing that I want um, kids, I guess, and everybody to understand that like, inherently nobody is good or bad right yeah we make choices so you are a person who makes choices you can make bad choices um or make choices that are not helpful um does that make you a bad person i don't know i can't <laughs> answer that i can't answer like again there are some things that i think are inherently like bad like yeah. i look at you and i'm like yep you're a nasty <laughs> dash way um but I think 
by and large. So I'm saying like for the most part, I think, and there's the bell again. (laughs) (laughs) At least we know that we cannot record during that is uh, what this is coming down to. Exactly. (laughs) Too many interruptions, clearly, because there's going to be another interruption in what, 20 minutes? It's true. (laughs) Um, But I think what we have to just kind of recognize is that like Andre was saying, we have to work on those choices and mm-hmm. those like that agency of students, of people to recognize that like one bad choice does not make you a bad person, which is why I want to get away from this narrative of good versus bad person. Mm-hmm. But like one bad choice is a bad choice. What are you going to do to course correct? What are you going to do to fix the next opportunity instead of just dwelling on this, this one instance or a couple of instances? And this is too why, again, a lot of boards are focusing on, you know, black student success and mm. raising, raising up our black youth. And it's because for so long they have been constantly painted with this bad child, bad child, bad ch- child brush. And so you internalize that, especially sure. in your younger years, right? For sure. And so we see students at a, a really pivotal time in their lives. Like we, like we said, like they're coming in here at, 10, 10, 11 ish, yeah. leaving at 13, 14. Like, these are some like really like malleable times where we can sometimes course correct, but sometimes it's really difficult. Like, again, if I defer back to the student that we're kind of dealing with, um, I don't think, and, and again, one of our, our special education uh, what are they, resource teachers said the same thing. Like, I don't think you're going to see the fruits of this labor. Um, in this time yeah this all everything that we're putting in place for the student the student is going to reap later on like high school down the line um but it's staying the course mm-hmm. that's a it's and that might be hard for really any teacher to kind of um take in mm-hmm. right it's um especially again not saying that being traditional is a bad thing but if you stick in a traditional model of like the student is supposed to do what i say yep. and that is it once you find a student that veers off the path ah you're bad yeah all right? the time and now you're bad all of the time and if you do a good thing it's oh look you did this good thing hopefully you'll do something mm-hmm. else as opposed to hey look change behavior let's continue to work on our change behavior um it's 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 weird i don't i don't know how to how else to say how how else to say then it's weird like especially for Alyssa and i and being in these positions i see students all the time where they i know especially with me like they you might do something and with another uh contact teacher big trouble you're going home yeah you're going home but with me not so much yeah we stopped that from happening the other day exactly Um, we had an instance again that this, this, this student's taking up all, <laughs> all the energy today, but, um, yeah, this student had an issue with another teacher and used some fighting words, so, <laughs> <laughs> some words that I cannot use on this podcast. A so. whole bunch of censored beeps. <laughs> Just shot them in this teacher's direction. Yes, yeah. Um, and the initial reaction from, you know, Everyone else will send the kid home. And we're mm-hmm. like, whoa, 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 whoa. Exactly. Again, we are not condoning the behavior, but is sending the child home really the solution to this, what I feel 
and again, I'm going to throw this out there. People are going to disagree heavily is a minor issue. Yeah. I think it was hella minor. Yes. The kids said some fighting words, but like we're in middle school. Like you're not hearing fighting words. Where are you? Exactly. <laughs> I even, I had an, another situation where um, something happened between two students and a piece of property was broken. Right. For me, okay, does everybody recognize that the piece of property was broken? Who broke it? Do you recognize that you broke it and you need to pay it? Okay, cool. Everybody go back to class. But for um for somebody else, that might mean like, ooh, no, he broke it, suspension. I shouldn't see that student for four or five days or something like that. Because if I don't, then what kind of impression does that leave on the other students that they can make these bad choices and not have any consequences? No, I'm just like, hey, if I if I break um Mr. Matcheson's coffee mug, my five dollars that's my consequence. Yeah, because like, I could have done something else with the five dollars to get the coffee instead of having to pay for a coffee mug that I broke. I agree. Right, but um a lot of I'm really seeing, especially being in this position, a lot of people just don't. Like we have so many different views on how we deal with um, behavior, behavior, and not just the behavior, but punishment. Like what? Yeah. Like what is the extent of the punishment that we give out, and is the punishment actually working? Talk that talk. Right. And I think for me, as as a a resident bad student, <laughs> <laughs> as a guy that sat and and lived in in school detention, especially while I was in middle school um i really see like the stuff that you like to suspend me send me home have me write a letter and, and fake say how sorry i am to somebody yeah okay i can do what you want it's not really fixing anything <laughs> yeah agreed right so it's now how do we impact the students so that even if they're not making the change right in front of me that at least my what i said and the strategies that we um developed they sit in their brain so that hopefully so when something else comes up, they've at least considered it, even if they don't do it. Yeah, it's true. You've at least considered it. A lot of the um, issues that I've had here at the school, or when I, not me having issues, but like dealing with issues, is um, big strategies for students is like, hey, even if you were to make a choice and it wasn't the best choice, I want to hear it from you. Yeah, accountability. I want to hear from you. Don't have one of your friends come by and be like, oh, look what so-and-so did. Or did you hear what so-and-so yeah. did? Or I see a video because you were Not being the video. Stupid, Not right? the video. <laughs> Which is where I live. I should be like, <laughs> I say I'm an investigator, but I feel like I should be like working for the FBI or something like that. Inspector Andre. Right? So the big thing is like, okay, you come and tell me that you, that, you made a decision that probably wasn't the best for you to make yep. and you're ready and you understand hopefully that there might be some consequences and that you're going to have to deal with those consequences, whatever those consequences yeah, are. I agree. I think there has to be some sort of consequence. Like I feel like whenever we talk, we have this kind of conversation. People are always like, well, if you don't impose a consequence, then how are the students going to learn? And that's not what we're saying. We're not at all saying that we're not going to impose consequences. We're just saying that there are different ways of imposing consequences other than sending a student home or like, you know, in school suspension. Like we have to kind of come to some, and again, I feel like 
restorative is like thrown around a lot. Like mm-hmm. this idea of like restorative and restorative doesn't always have to mean sitting in community circle and like having these kumbaya moments, but like repairing that relationship um, with the harm that was done. Um, and there are different ways to do that, but yeah, I don't know. All I know is that it's hard out here in these streets, but like (laughs) (laughs) as teachers, like it's our job. Like Mm. unfortunately slash fortunately, like you get paid to do this. And that's a quote that I am taking from uh, (laughs) a principal I once worked, I once worked with, but literally like, you get paid to do this. This is yeah. your whole job. Like, this is your job. <laughs> and I feel like teachers don't sometimes recognize that. Like you might sit in your classroom and you might um build relationships with your students and now oh my gosh, everybody likes you. Everybody loves you. But then you step outside of that classroom to go do lunchroom duty and someone's like, Hey you, F you. <laughs> I don't know who you are. I don't like you. Or SMD. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you. I'm not going to listen to anything that you have to say to me. You don't know me. I don't know you. Bye. Yep. Right. And you kind of have, you have to, um, you have to hug that. Like, I was literally going to hold that. You yeah. Like, like it's, it's, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. But you have to hug that. Right. <laughs> fortunately, again, fortunately for me, I haven't had many situations like that because I've been able to move around the school so much. So mm-hmm. being in LTOs and teaching different positions, I'm teaching different grades, which means a lot of these students, like I've taught them or I taught your uh, brother, or I taught your cousin. Yeah. So somebody knows me and knows like my teaching style and how I do things, um, which is, um, or I've like, you know, I've been a coach of some sort. So it's, it's different, right? It's different for, for me than it is for maybe somebody else because I, Sounds weird to say, but I get around. <laughs> um, I mean, like <laughs> so a lot of people get have are get the opportunity to build a relationship with me, um, which might be different for any other teacher. That was really weird to say, but I had it's what came you to my head. You will not say I need to go eat my lunch. It's <laughs> gonna say I get around. Cool, cool. <laughs> as long as I know where we are. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I interrupted just to say I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I have any good solutions, but actually, go ahead. but I guess my question or something that I'm like working through is like, for the teacher who doesn't get around, mm. what, what then is their course of action? Because we constantly preach like, uh, relationships matter, relationships matter. Um, so what are they supposed to do when they are unable to, and I'm using that in air quotes. Um, build those relationships because they don't have positions that we have. Because I think a lot of the, the feedback that we're going to oh, get is, sure. well, like, you're lucky. You have the freedom to kind of move about and make those relationships. Or you've been at your school a long time. Mm. I haven't been at my school a long time. What do I do? What do they do? And it's COVID, so I can't join the team mm. or start a club. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. First. I have what I'm going to say, but go ahead. Go okay, ahead. first. If you are heading to lunch, if you're in the hallway, if you're doing supervision, all of those things, your job is not to quote unquote police students. So Mm -hmm. if something is happening and you don't agree with it, that's fine. There are ways to address it without being like, ah, you must listen to me. Mm -hmm. I am teacher. Hear me roar. 
you immediately put the kids guard up. They're not listening to you. They don't care about you. Whenever they see you in the hallway, they're remembering your face. Kids are elephants. <laughs> An elephant never forgets. It will mark your face in their mind and tell yes. all their friends. Yeah, I don't like her. Yep. I don't like, like that her. guy. Uh, like that person. So yeah, they're rude. Yep, done. Off the one, off the one altercation of hey, where are you supposed to be? Yep. Boom, you're rude. I'm never speaking to you again. Yep, <laughs> that's the end of it. Um, my big advice is step outside the classroom. That's literally all you have to do. Like if you, if your classroom is like your sanctuary again, this is where these are my kids. I'm building the relationship with them. Everything is good in here. Mm-hmm. You need to step outside your classroom. Just and when and it's a literal step. Like open the door, step outside. Or even while you're teaching, keep the door open so when kids walk by, they can see all the amazing things that you're doing in your classroom and be like, Oh, teacher's cool. Yeah. Or teacher's nice. Or look at this cool thing that um teacher's doing with their class. Hopefully I get that teacher next year it's or something true. like that. That's literally how I built like right? all of my relationships. Just having my door open. And I'm the same way. Again, I haven't been sitting in a permanent position all that long. So I've been around schools where I'm the supply teacher for the day. Yeah. And I can, the day can be hectic for me because nobody knows me and I'm in a new school or like most of the uh, situations I've been in, I can make a quick relationship with the 25 people that are, in my room and you know maybe the 15 that are walking around my room yeah. every um for that day and that's just from keeping my door open and stepping outside and when somebody sees me i say hi yeah true highs go a long way i've been in some schools where nobody says hi yeah. secretary or office manager uh admin teachers like i would pass people in the hallway and be like morning and like nothing and i was like mm. ew like I don't want to be here. Like <laughs> your school is dirt. <laughs> um, but I agree. I think, and again, I don't know how we always manage to tie it back to relationships. I feel like every podcast we're like, and relationships matter. <laughs> um, but they do, they really do. And I will never let somebody tell me that they don't. And never. again, I've just seen so much of that lately. And like this, like, you don't have to be the cool teacher. No one's asking anybody to be the cool teacher by building relationships. Cool it. Cool and it's it. not just that. Like, um, and what's wrong I'm, with being the cool teacher? Yeah, it's like I'm I'm not cool, and that's why I'm the cool teacher. Yeah, that's fair. You are not cool at all. <laughs> <laughs> like all jokes aside, I'm not cool, and that's what makes me the cool teacher. It's that's I'm the cool teacher because people have like warmed up to me and seen that you know, hey, I can crack a joke with him and he'll actually laugh it's true and you actually i think what students recognize about you is that you actually care about yeah for sure um and that's that's the difference that's the relationship we're talking about like um and again depending on the type of teacher that you are that relationship is going to be different like i have a very sarcastic relationship with all of my students Mm. like and i always have i've never been this really like soft like please come sit like I crack jokes, even if I have kids in my office <laughs> in guidance that are literally crying, I'll crack a joke at some point, they'll laugh and I'll be like, oh, okay, like we're good. Exactly. Um, and so I think you have to play to your strengths as well. Like, um, I think if we kind of draw it back to like Brother Bear and the reason that he loves his teacher so much, even though she is, you know, a very traditional, like by the, by the book kind of teacher, it's that she's built a relationship with them that 
like where they know what to expect. So she's reliable. Mm. Um, she is kind to them and she shows them like, I really care about your thoughts. I want to hear what you're having to say. And so even if you are that type of teacher that maybe is never going to be the cool, quote unquote, cool teacher, there are different ways to build relationships. And I don't think it always means like kick, 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 like mm-hmm. joking with your students. It's, it's finding the things that work for you. Um, so. Yeah. I was going to say, you don't have to be cool. Like this, the, as the cool teacher, I would say it is much better to be the teacher who is loved than to be the cool teacher. I, as a cool teacher, I'm somebody who's um, remembered, which is great. I'm somebody who kids come to, which is great. But the teacher who is loved is the is um, the the ones that the kids are always going to remember because of the impact of that teacher who loved them and shared things with them. Yeah, that's true. Right. I as a as a and it's weird to talk like this because I I am a teacher who is loved as well. There's kids who like genuinely like oh. <laughs> My whole world, you are Mr. Rashid. <laughs> <laughs> My whole <laughs> right? But it is um you I think you can see it. that teacher who's cool is cool in the time period. That teacher who is loved is remembered at all times. That I am now first year university student and I'm coming back because I need to tell Miss So and so or Mr. So and so that even though I was a dummy in grade six, look at me now type thing. Yeah. Right. Even you're you're good. See, oh, I did it. See, you're good. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Again, narratives are like built in. We have to unlearn it. Um, but even like your quiet, you know, students. We had uh, we talked with a parent yesterday of a student that we both taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and that student like still remembers who we are, and that's you know that's impactful. Like students who don't even say much to you yeah. when they're when they're here, um, but years later they're like, yeah, those teachers were the best, and like my parents. Like, I think they were the best so much so that my parents still remembers that. Exactly. And you haven't taught them in three, four years. Like, that's cool. Like, I think at the end of the day, um, again, what it boils down to are being authentic to who you are, mm-hmm. um, but building whatever relationship that looks like with your students. Coach, don't wind up in the boot case. <laughs> <laughs> I just throw that out there because people are going to be like, ah, relationship. No. That's it, not what I said. Oh, yeah, big facts. No one tried. I love my wife. I'm not trying to end up <laughs> losing my entire life for an 11 year old. I'm cool. Be over there. <laughs> Stay far away. Stay far away from me, please. Thank you. And with that, we are wrapping it up here. Um, oh, for sure. Do it. Uh, again, thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for Ooh. listening. Ooh, baddie. <laughs> Um, again, you can find any of our podcasts wherever podcasts are available or, or like I've been saying, wherever you decide to put your subscription money. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Teachers Like Us to stay up to date when we are dropping new episodes. You can follow Alyssa at... Alyssa G. Titer. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have an explanation at the end like how she did. Okay, so rude. <laughs> And if you're looking to follow me, you can follow me at IamAndre.M. Thank you, and we will see you next week. Or you'll hear from us next week because you won't actually see it. <laughs> Peace out. Peace.